Hello and welcome to Frequently Asked Questions from the session Clinical Cases in Geriatrics, Navigating Polypharmacy in the Elderly. Today I'm joined by Dr. Sarah Bradley. Hello. Doctor, before we begin, can we go into some of the key pointers from today's session for our audience? Sure. I think the real take-home points are to remember when prescribing medications for older adults, start low and go slow. To perform a medication reconciliation at every visit and assess the need for all medications. And always consider adverse drug events as a cause of geriatric syndromes. How do you handle the patient who has been on a benzodiazepine forever and refuses to try something else? It really has to be a long, slow process over months to try to reduce the benzo. I try to switch most patients to an SSRI for anxiety, which can also help sleep. And it's important to realize that the patient may not ever be able to stop the benzo completely, but even reducing the dose is a major success in reducing risk of falls and confusion. I try to use tools such as uh, the brochure from deprescribing.org and also get the family and caregivers involved to help. How effective are medications for dementia, such as acetylcholinesterase inhibitors, and do you recommend those to patients or try to discontinue them? The absolute benefit of those medications is small, and they do have significant side effects, such as anorexia, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, dizziness. I do offer trial medications to patients, but always explain the risks. If they decide to still try it, we closely monitor them for a few months, and if no benefit is seen by the patient or family, I try to deprescribe it. How do you balance anticoagulation for stroke prevention in elderly patients with atrial fibrillation with risk of bleeding when they are at high risk of falling? It's actually a myth that older adults who fall should not be on anticoagulation. It's estimated that patients need to fall almost 300 times a year to make the risk of a major bleed outweigh the risk of stroke from atrial fibrillation. I know you have had patients who want to take 20 supplements but barely take their prescription medications. Any suggestions on how to address this? The risk of polypharmacy exists with supplements just as much as prescription medications. So patients often falsely think that these are uh, you know, beneficial and have no harm at all. Most supplements are not regulated, so we don't know exactly what they contain, and potential side effects are not well studied or monitored. I try to explore with patients what effect they are looking for and try to at least reduce the number of supplements. And lastly, doctor, do you recommend melatonin for sleep in older adults? It doesn't work for everyone, but it's certainly safe if the patient wants to try it. Like other medications, always start low at first and then increase gradually, one milligram, then three milligram, and so forth. This is great information, doctor. Thank you so much for your time today.